0: Welcome to another episode of Records Revisited, a podcast dedicated to the magic of music. I'm your DJ, your MC, the host on the East Coast. I'm Ben Montgomery. Joining me is the man who has mastered the science of walking through windows. He's a punk and a cannonballer. Here's my co-host from the left coast, Wayne Fugate.
1: Hola, Ben Ami.
0: For this episode, we have a special guest from most recent record. is called Dark River. And it's awesome. We'll talk about that here in a moment. Please welcome to the podcast, Lydia Luce. Hello. And last but not least, we are joined by a repeat revisitor, the man behind Wayne's hashtag, Sidelined. Welcome back to the the podcast, the host of the Who Did It First podcast, Jeff Johnson.
2: Hey, Ben. Hey, Wayne. Hey, Lydia. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: I don't know why we keep inviting you back on because you you don't invite me on your podcast. Well, we don't have guests on my podcast yet. Well, you should uh, change that. I okay. Well, we'll do that tomorrow.
2: You, you ready? Warn
1: them. It's a slippery slope.
2: I know. <laughs> I, that's yeah, the problem. I've seen what you guys do, and it looks it looks chaotic. And so I said, how can I how can I avoid that? And I, I said, let's create a podcast without guests, and it's just two of us, and we don't have to schedule anything. So
1: <laughs> you start with guests, you can't go back.
2: Also, I'm going to jump in, and it was yesterday, but happy birthday, my brother. Uh, it's thank when you. When people are listening to this, it will not be your birthday, but you are still <laughs> substantially older than me. And, um, oh my gosh, I need Sandra. to bring
0: that up.
3: <laughs> happy birthday. Uh,
0: happy birthday. I hope your birthday was a good <laughs> one. Birthday. Well, thank you. Thank you. I did have to include Jeff for this episode, because um, if I didn't, I feel like you probably would have trolled me on social media with your own hashtags of jeff got sunlight or something to that effect because we're talking yeah because we're talking about one of your favorite bands which we'll talk about here coming up so um but we got we got to do the t-shirt question first so you know that our premise is pretty simple we talk about music but i ask the all-important question at the beginning of each episode so um jeff why don't why don't i start with you what t-shirt are you wearing
2: I've got uh, Neil Young Harvest.
0: That's that's my t-shirt
2: today. I just was feeling that. So I've been listening to a little Neil Young, Neil Young lately, along with the, our
0: band from today. Very good. Wayne, how about you? What t-shirt are you wearing?
1: I am wearing a t-shirt I got in Costa Rica. Um, I wanted to use something that something that tied in. It's tenuous, but I know that Matt Berninger was in advertising, and so I wore a uh, Imperial Brewing, the beer of Costa Rica.
0: Okay. A little advertising's our way. Excellent. Liddy, how about you? What t-shirt are you wearing?
4: Well, I'm wearing a tank top t-shirt because it is about 1 million degrees in Nashville. <laughs> and I've been out- outside working on my school bus.
0: <laughs> okay. So what is this school bus thing that you, you, you're referring to?
4: Uh, my partner and I bought a school bus and it's partially built out. So it's got a bed and... It has, um, you can, it basically operates as an RV right now, but we're adding solar panels to it next week. And currently I'm trying to tile parts of it and I've never done this before. And I've gone to Home Depot or Lowe's like so many times because you just never have all the things you need (laughs) for projects.
0: So is this going to be tour bus?
4: Yeah, we're taking off for all of July. We're going up to the Northeast to get away from this Nashville disgustingness. And, (laughs) um, yeah, we're going to play like a handful of shows, um, some house shows, some normal shows. And we got, we're bringing our, um, Australian border collie shepherd mix. Okay. Um, up with us in the bus so it's going to be an adventure
0: <laughs> it sounds like it well good good luck on the rest of the remodeling for that
4: thank you so much
0: all right so my t-shirt i am wearing um a goonies t-shirt so uh <laughs> nice. when we um when we recorded last week um we did our live stream event we were together wayne and i were together in washington so um, I was up there for a week helping my mom out on her property, and we took a day off, and we drove down to Astoria, Oregon, and Cannon Beach, um, famous for locations for the Goonies. So, there you awesome. go. Bought That's a, cool. Bought a Goonie shirt while I was in Astoria. <laughs> All right. Um, let's get to this. So, Lydia, I've I've wanted you on the podcast for some time. So I got to see you perform at the Saint Petersburg Songwriters Festival a few years ago.
3: Yes, you
0: probably <laughs> you you might remember my face because I think there were only like ten people in the room that night. Um, you guys yeah. had like an early set; it was like I don't know four thirty or five o'clock. Yeah, and um, I think after you performed your first song, like you gave poor Nathan Allen like anxiety cuz he was like oh my gosh <laughs> he's like i don't know how i can play after that
4: yes. oh um, i remember that now <laughs> yes good
0: yeah. good dude um he you know he's uh he's one of the the locals down there in that st petersburg clearwater area but um that was that was a fun that was a fun festival
4: That was fun that was my first time it was a bmi festival and um yeah, I got to go with a bunch of friends that were musicians in Nashville and like Liz Cooper and um this guy who goes by Harpooner and we just had such a good time and yeah, I'm from Florida, so I don't what, hate it.
0: <laughs> what part are you from?
4: I'm from Fort Lauderdale, which uh yeah, I You I'm say that with to- <laughs> some hesitation. You're like,
0: oh, It's just a
4: funny place, you know? Like yeah. Florida's. I'm never like I'm from Florida when I when people ask me where I'm from, and they're always kind of surprised. I guess a little bit, but I love being uh, from near the ocean. Like that yeah. was definitely the best part about it. But it is just Florida's just the uh, oh, it's just um,
0: and now you don't want to bring it up. You're like, uh, yeah, I'm originally from Florida, and they're like, let's talk about that Ron DeSantis guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, or uh, yeah, any of it. Florida, ma'am. <laughs> There's just so many bits (laughs) that you can do with Florida.
0: It is. So when I saw you, I had only heard Sausalito, I think was the only song that I heard up to that point. Um, It was the song Helen that you performed that night that really drew me in. Wayne and I both lived in Washington State in 1980 when Mount St. Helens blew. Wow. In fact, on the way down to Astoria... There is a huge ash pile that's right off of I5. Do you know what I'm talking about, Wayne? The big ash pile that's down there? Yeah, it still exists. Like there's a huge ash pile dating back to 1980 that's that they insane. had that they had trudged out from the the riverbeds there and it's still there. So, I li-
2: I lived in Missoula, Montana when that happened and it rained ash from the sky. We got a snow day. <sighs> We had a snow day from school and we were going out to play and we had to wear we had to wear masks and we're like, What a weird future this is and now here we are.
4: <laughs> <laughs> wow they're like what do we classify ash falling yeah. from the sky well it looks like snow <laughs> it had like a
2: snowfall quality to it yeah it
4: that is so crazy wow yeah. yeah i can't fathom i just i remember hearing that like the story of um the guy the older man that stayed harry in his truman. house yeah harry truman Yeah. and uh i just thought it was so fascinating and he's he was kind of an ordinary mm-hmm. old dude and he was just like i'm not leaving and um yeah, I mean, down with the ship, I guess, but I just loved that I love kind of loved that story um but yeah, that's what that song's about. I can't imagine being like n- living near a volcano.
0: Well, we I mean, we lived with Mount Rainier in the background. Yeah. I mean, that's it's for all intents and purposes that is that's a volcano.
4: Right. It is.
0: So it could go anytime
4: yeah I've heard that
0: so let's let's talk new new record., mm-hmm. um, I'm assuming that you were planning on releasing this earlier than this year. Were you yes. planning on releasing it last year?
4: Yes, we were thinking about rolling starting to roll out singles in the spring of last year. The okay. record was pretty much done like in February, and then we were gonna start rolling out singles, but you know, we had some events. Weirdness. We had a yeah. Tornado here and my house was affected by it. And then like the week after everybody, everything shut down. So, um, yeah, we put a little pause on the record because there was more <laughs> pertinent things to do. But I'm grateful that we did end up releasing it because it gave me something to occupy my time with and my energy and something creative to like, just I don't know. Keep me, keep my mind off the weirdness.
0: <laughs> so, were there other songs that you guys that you made in the process that weren't going to be originally on the album? That with having lockdown, you're like, hey, I just came up with this other song. Let's put this on the record mm-hmm. instead.
4: Yeah, um, the song "All the Time" was actually a song that happened. We I wrote it with my partner in our house. We were just jamming we might have taken some mushrooms and um <laughs> <laughs>
2: don't swallow the cap
4: yeah. hey nice <laughs> nice yeah. although that's not
2: really about that but we'll
4: get right there. right that makes sense um we did swallow the cap and the stem <laughs> but yeah we my partner's a drummer and we just kind of were like i had started this song it was the only song i wrote the whole pandemic and um, I, I thought like, you were we going to say started. my partner
2: is a druggie. You started drug, and I was like, "Wow, that's <laughs> aggressive. That's aggressive."
4: <laughs> You're so open and honest. Right, yeah. right. Like, what is refreshing? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, he's a I drummer. Was like, drummer. Oh, that he's a drummer better. who partakes in drugs sometimes. All right. Um, but yeah, we like. I had just bought this weird light machine from off Amazon, and it was just like really vibey and we just started playing and so that song ended up on the record. We recorded it, he recorded it with me, just me, the um the guy who co produced the record, Jordan Lenning, who I saw y'all yeah. talk to. We
1: yeah. Did. So yeah.
4: the three of us just got together and hashed it out and yeah, it worked out.
0: Very cool. Oh, Uh, let's talk about a couple of the songs on it. So lead track, occasionally, I'm Wayne. I'm just going to give spoiler alert already. So that song is going to find its way into my most listened to songs of 2021. <laughs> I love that song. Oh it's man, such a Thank beautiful you. song. Um, what's the inspiration behind that song?
4: Um, so that song I did write with actually Jordan, and um, okay. it started off kind of just as a reminiscent like uh, you're trying to get rid of this memory of a person or not get rid of it but push it away and it keeps popping up and then it kind of morphed into this anxiety like kind of more about anxiety and like anxiety keeps coming up and you're like you don't know when it's going to happen and you just really don't want it to be there and you might be having like a super great day and then all of a sudden you're you have a panic attack and it's, you know, yeah. a milestone that you have to just, or just a, a hurdle you have to jump over. But So it kind of morphed into that. Um, but I think, like, I love, um, I think songs kind of have take on different meanings and different times in your life and then also for different people. So I've loved, like, getting to hear what other people feel like that song's about too. Um, so yeah, choose your own adventure.
3: i haven't wished it to be true for quite some time i often sleep without waking in the night but occasionally you crawl
0: I feel like you've had you have a couple songs on the record that kind of address the anxieties of, of life. And mm-hmm. then and then I read your recent um post or piece or whatever you want to call it in the East Nashvilleian. Did, mm-hmm. did I say that right?
3: Yes. And yeah.
0: that you were talking about dealing with a tornado and talking about, you know, some self discoveries that you mm-hmm. that, that you had and and dealing with anxiety and um Maybe I've already overshared about my own struggles. You hear that, especially on the episode coming up where I talk about a whole lot of heavy stuff on um, the episode that I did with Jason Earl about Frightened Rabbit. Um, Mm. Which, yeah, listening to a lot of Frightened Rabbit and a lot of The National this month probably hasn't been real good for my (laughs) psyche either. So so it was it was probably a good thing that I listened to a little bit of the clash to get ready for our live stream um nice. Wayne to to kind of break the d- depressive um <laughs> stuff that I was listening to but um so it sounds like you've you've been trying to deal with those kind of struggles is it is it an ongoing thing or is it just the tornado and covid kind of brought those up where you're like, "Oh, crap, I've probably been dealing with this like my entire life."
4: Um, I think like I've I've dealt with more of the depression on and off like since I was maybe a teenager, but anxiety was is more of a new thing for me, but I okay. also think I don't I didn't maybe recognize what it was that was happening to me until um, you know, therapy, like going to therapy and, and also just paying attention to myself. Like when yeah. I'm actually aware of how I'm feeling because I'm sitting, I'm sitting and I'm like actually listening to my body and my, what it is that I need, then I, then I can identify what the issues are more. And so I think. Right. I think it was also like, like the, the reason I, I talk about it a lot. Um, and I think it was, it kind of became apparent a lot in the pandemic because we were forced to kind of chill and sit with ourselves and our houses. And, um, we also had this crazy tornado, which, I, which was like, I mean, it was just, uh, life changing, literally life changing. And, um, and I had my first panic attacks around that time. So, uh, yeah, I think, for me, like as I'm in my 30s now, like I'm so happy that I'm more aware of like my myself and my emotions, and I can let them do what they should be doing instead of trying to run around putting a bunch of stuff or making myself really busy to um, drown them out. So, yeah, it's good.
0: So being home for a week. Hanging out with my mom. So my, my mom is um, a widow living on 20 acres. And I can tell that being a, a new widow has kind of made her a little more an- on on the anxious side. And so, you know, we had some, some good conversations about that. Mm-hmm. And she really didn't identify those times where she's anxious about mm-hmm. things. And it it was super evident when we were driving to Astoria, for instance. So she's Mm -hmm. in the backseat. My brother's driving. And she's mentioning a few different things. And I just kind of lean over and I'm like, Mom, what you're saying, that's anxiety. Remember what Mm -hmm. we talked about? That's that's the anxiety stuff Mm -hmm. that we're talking about. And I think it's just um, knowing how to identify it. Yes. Helps you to to cope with it as well,
4: for sure. Yeah, and I don't think anybody, unless you've been in therapy since you were born, I don't think anybody's like just like born with the ability to like recognize that you have to just right. you have to figure it out like at some point and and learn to identify it. But but yeah, therapy's awesome and getting to. Work out all of those thoughts and then where they come from and what are your fears and what are your, um, yeah, what's happened to you that this makes you anxious and it's a journey, man. Like <laughs> therapy for life.
2: Totally. <laughs> the first time I had an anxiety attack, it was, I thought it was heart attack. Mm, that was, that was yeah. my first introduction to anxiety is. It was aggressive. It's funny that you're talking about anxiety with your album because I was when I was listening to it was this last week while I was I was traveling and, and touring and I hadn't been on planes much mm-hmm. uh, in quite a while and I was flying you know from L.A. to Vegas to uh, Atlanta to Chicago and back to Burbank and and I hate flying I don't like it and it's very weird right now and so I was feeling a lot of anxiety and that's when I was listening to the album because I was trying to get caught up in time for. You know, to do the research for the episode, and I found a lot of the songs just super calming. Okay. I, there was a nice calming for me on the airplane. It's it's typically like Radiohead, The Benz or Wilco, or um, you know Bonavere. But listening to this, I was a little tentative to listen to something new because sometimes I do get some pretty intense anxiety, especially as we hit bad turbulence going into Vegas, and I'm feeling nauseous and all that sort of stuff. But it was a really calming album. I found it, it had a nice, just sort of. Gentle feeling and and reassuring and so whatever is there s- seems to work in that respect mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I, I put it on again when I was flying back just because <laughs> I had I had just experienced that yeah. you know the way that that kind of settled me down so there's a lot of nice stuff there in regards to Man, that
4: that's awesome all
2: okay. right so so what song stuck out for you Jeff uh, occasionally for sure um, but I also really really dug uh, Tangled Love a lot I thought that's a very very cool song.
3: A treaty. Let's call it quits. Love shouldn't feel like this. Borderline broken, bare to the bone. I'm giving you back.
2: You know, and then uh, listening to your previous ones as well, I was I was so I'm so intrigued when I see something like, you know, Sausalito or Love You True. The the number of like, you know, streams that you have on that. The idea that 17 million people have listened to those particular songs, and I'm always curious with something like that. Like, how does that how does that happen, and how do do you experience that happening as it as it's happening? Do you see sort of a spike in interest when that many people listen to a particular song? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you see it in engagement on places like social media or are people seeking you out in a different way when when your song does start to get some some sort of traction like that how do you do you is it like hearing your song on the radio for the first time or, or something of that nature i
3: guess
4: um yeah it's such an interesting spotify is such an interesting um part of the industry because like i got really lucky and had a playlister at my Americana show, like Americana um, Fest show in Nashville. And from that, she liked my music and she started adding me to more playlists and I got really lucky in that way. So playlisting is really the way that um, just numbers start to drive up unless you're like a pop star. Um, but for most indie artists or just really any artists, like major labels, whatever, um, being on playlists are just the best way to get discovered and have people listening to your music that have never heard of you. But, um, yeah, it's a weird, it's, it does trickle into. The engagement of like social media and, and like real fans and real, like a real community, but it takes a while. So like, like salsa, my first bit well played, um, song was Love You True. And that is so different than my, my newer stuff. But that, even that, like, it's just still grow and it's, it's still growing this community. Um, it's just like a slow burn. So, but. I don't know, but I'm noticing with this record, um, it's still growing. Like the numbers are less, but I'm noticing like even the ones that weren't playlisted, they're greater than the last record that those songs that weren't playlisted. But man, it's just a weird world. It's so different than how people <laughs> used to release records and like, you know, yeah. records. Playlist
2: is like a it's like a radio station at some level. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's that's people's radio. Yeah. And it's it's fascinating. It's one of the ways that
4: yeah, I listen to playlists all the time and um I do I, – I have like a love-hate relationship with them because I do enjoy them. But then I also feel like it's so opinionated. It's these few people creating – well, creating artists' careers and then also creating like what is good listening, creating um just – I don't know interest in in certain things and and who are you to say what's good and bad and like it's just it's just like a funny yeah. thing but I mean you know same with the radio it that's just everything there's always like the head honcho that's like picking all the picking their faves
2: <laughs> yeah and and as opposed to radio um at, at least the control for it is a little bit more populist in a, in a way of like Someone could like you and, and have you break through on playlisting, whereas a radio might control stations in thirty different yeah. markets, and and they're yeah. they're really gatekeepers in a way that there are some ways to break through the gatekeeping that there yes. maybe weren't, uh,
4: you know, a number of years. Yeah, it's true. I would like the um, I would like them to pay us more, but you know, I, I right. also I'm also one of the lucky ones, you know, so I can't really complain too much. Like I'm really lucky to have those. Uh, those streams and that revenue because it's funded Dark River. Like, Sol Solito helped pay for Dark River. So, yeah. I'm lucky to be, like, in this independent artist world um, doing okay. So, it's a, yeah, it's weird.
0: <laughs> and, and paid enough for you to do a couple videos for the latest record as well, right? Yeah,
4: yeah, it did, yeah.
0: So... My second favorite song on the record, never been good.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Great song. Um, nice. Wayne Wayne is Wayne is nodding his head.
1: Yeah, I, that's I love. I uh, leave me empty. I think is probably my favorite, but cool. uh, I definitely like occasionally because it does start with a little bit of a kind of a national vibe, mm. and then I like how the the strings come in and they give it this kind of I don't know almost happy feel, but the, the lyrics are very are very like full of anxiety and full of not you know necessarily fun things to to think about mm-hmm. and yet the music is in a con- in a contradiction to that.
4: I love that. Yeah.
0: You're also a string player. Mm-hmm. So is that you on on the strings?
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I play okay. I play viola on all of the string songs. Yes. Perfect. Except for not Perfect. right now because I broke my pinky. <laughs>
0: what's <laughs> is it is it remodeling I the bus say, is no, that how you do it it
4: wasn't even very cool i was walking my was it dog mushrooms? i wish it was <laughs> i wish i had a good story i was literally walking my dog and the leash got me i feel like oh, i must have ow. brittle bones in my 30 years of age or something like how do you just <laughs>
0: Oh you just wait.
4: <laughs> yeah. Just just wait. Yeah. Oh man.
3: <laughs>
0: for sure. All right. Um so so Lydia, tell us what record you chose to revisit for this episode.
4: So I actually even brought the vinyl, um, because I had it, but okay. I I chose Trouble Will Find Me by the National.
0: But so I I don't have it on vinyl. I have <laughs> it, I have old school C D there. It's
4: just such a great record cover. It's really good.
0: Yeah, the whole the whole inset for the cd is just fantastic as well and they're kind of known for that audio and visual thing mm-hmm. cuz jeff you are a bigger national fan than me what was the what was the album that they did where they did the the whole mike mills Oh, um, that's i am easy to find
2: i am easy to find
0: the most recent i am easy yeah. to find they did
2: kind of the experimental film to go with yeah. it and so Fantastic. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Have you watched that?
4: I actually haven't. But now this yeah. this was so great. Like Super this cool. made me dive into this record, this convo, like knowing I don't know, and just I didn't even know half the people that played on here on the record, like my faves. And there's just so many brilliant artists that were on this record. But yeah, I will watch that. I'm happy that we're like just geeking out about the national right now and
0: I think it's on YouTube.
4: Okay, it
0: is YouTube. Yeah, and you're and cool. you're gonna cry. Okay, you're gonna cry. Oh, I yeah. love. I'm crying. just letting you know you're you're gonna cry. <laughs> I watched it twice and I cried both times. Oh and,
4: man. You know. I love that they Wayne did that. Though. Wayne, That's so cool. No, Wayne's Wayne gonna cry.
0: Wayne Wayne doesn't.
2: First
4: of all, plus four Samuel I look.
0: <laughs> he, he pretends like yeah. he's this hard punk yeah. and can, cannonballer, but he's he's not. He's I, yeah. sensitive.
1: If, if I know a dog dies, I start crying at the beginning. But yeah, otherwise you can get me at the end. I'm very sentimental. That.
4: That's good, man. I love it. Me too. I like a good cry. I'll have to watch that. Maybe I'll watch that after this. Like, yeah, I love the national. I've only ever seen them live once, and it was at in Nashville at the Ascend theater it's this big outdoor theater we have and big thief opened for them and it was just like such an amazing concert
2: i've just started getting into big thief as well just barely man uh,
4: really cool cool i'm glad you're it's getting very, into them cool. yeah her yeah. her solo record too is just beautiful it's so different oh. and yeah adrian linker you should listen to her too but
0: I will. Yeah. I'll definitely check it out. She I live cats. in Florida, and and the national rarely comes here.
3: Mm-hmm. And
0: I missed him the last time because I was traveling for work.
3: Oh so
2: man, I've only I've seen him one time. I've only seen them live one time, and it was on this last tour. Uh, yeah. Super cool, though. Yeah, really, really great. Big
4: band. Yeah. Yeah. Well, where do we start? <laughs>
0: well, let's let let's start with. So this is sixth studio album from the band it was released in may of 2013 produced by uh the the two of the desners Mm -hmm. um well i guess that's both of the desners in the (laughs) band (laughs) all right so aaron and bryce um and also the credits and i should have looked this up marcus paquin is the associate producer Mm -hmm. I didn't look to see his other credits. Uh, Lydia, you mentioned um, features, appearances mm-hmm. for from some of the your other favorites. So Sharon Van Etten is on this. Uh, Sufjan Stevens is on this. Richard Reed Perry from Arcade Fire is on this. St. Vincent is on this. Problem is, is I'm looking at the, the all the credits and I'm looking at the inset and it doesn't tell you. What's what songs they're on?
3: Yeah,
0: and and I thought that this was funny because I I then Google I want to see if Sharon Van Etten will say what song she's on, and she's like, I didn't meet them until 2010. Then they had me sing just for fun on some of the songs during the tour. Then I would show up and sing on six songs, and then you can't tell where you are on the recording. <laughs> so I even hesitate to say which songs I sang. On. <laughs>
4: I love that. I think that's so funny. So,
0: because I'm because I'm listening, I'm listening to a couple of the songs. So I'm like, that sounds like Sharon, but then uh, then I see that Saint Vincent is also on there, and I'm like, or maybe that's Saint Vincent. Mm-hmm. So I don't I know. Same, I had
2: the same problem with it. I couldn't figure it out. I wasn't sure. Um, it was it was hard to tell. And I think uh, one of the Destiners produced Sharon's album, right? Isn't that kind of how that?
0: Yes, was it Aaron? I think it was Aaron. I think who did, so. yeah, yeah. I think Aaron, Aaron
2: produced uh, produced Sharon Van Etten's album, and then had him had her come in
1: and oh,
4: do cool. some stuff.
2: But yeah, it's tough to tell. It's tough. It to is tell now.
4: I want to listen again with that in mind. I also love because I'm a string gal. Uh, Rob Moose is just like the most amazing string arranger. He's done like Phoebe Bridgers arrangements. Okay. I think he's done some. Um, Randy Newman stuff, but he's like, he's amazing. He has a group in New York called Y Music and they're just like a super string group and they play on a lot of different um, like projects. They've played, they do, they have played with like, they do a lot of stuff with Ben Folds but they've done stuff with the Staves. Um, Yeah, they're just amazing. And everything he arranges is really great in my opinion.
0: Is this somebody to aspire for your next album to come help you with? I mean, that or be- are you doing all your own string arrangements?
4: I'm actually not. Jordan does them, and I okay. I play on them. I'm not, so I could like, so I do uh, a lot of home recording stuff, and I'll I'll make the arrangements, but just by like creating them on the spot and stacking things. But I'm right. not good at writing them down, even though I went to music school. I'm just, I, it was just so <laughs> such a thing that i never got and i have so many friends that are amazing at it and i'm just kind of like you know what (laughs) i don't need to do that i'll just play and it's great i'll write the songs and
0: let somebody else yeah
4: it's it's also more fun to like get another set of ears on it but yes rob moose would be extremely cool uh, to have arranged something someday
0: yeah All right. Um, album was both a critical success and also commercial success. Um, topped out at number three on the Billboard 200. Album was also nominated for Best Alternative Music Album. Didn't, didn't win. Do you, do you guys want to hear the nominees? And I'll see if you guys can guess who won. All right. So Trouble will find me from the National Hesitation Marks from Nine Inch Nails. Lonerism by Tame Impala, um, The worse Things Get, The Harder I Fight, The Harder I Fight, The More I Love You by Nico Case, and then Modern Vampires of the City from Vampire Weekend. Vampire Weekend. So you're all over Vampire the place Weekend. with all these alternative... Vampire Weekend, that one. It did. Wow. It was Vampire yep. Weekend. I I disagree. I did listen to that because I was like I I want to listen to it, so I listened to that a couple of weeks ago. I'm Like,
3: yeah, mm.
0: this one should have won. I'm not a big Vampire Weekend fan
2: until the latest album. The latest album, I was like, oh, Father of the Bride is really good.
3: Cool.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's uh, that's the first time they've kind of hit me. But yeah, I knew that that
0: that album had hit. I
4: have so. to listen to and that. The,
0: and the big and the big Vampire Weekend fans will tell you that they don't like that album. So that's, mm. that tells you where we're coming from. All right. Um, during this time, did have you guys watched "Mistaken for Strangers"?
1: No, still no, haven't. haven't. What?
2: <laughs> still have not. I know, I know. I still haven't watched it. I keep waiting for. I pay for so many streaming services yeah. that I keep waiting for it to go on one of the ones that I'm already paying. I know. For. I paid for it. I paid for it. It was I, I like four dollars or. Oh, no, Yeah, I should have just done it. I keep, I keep wanting to see it. There, the problem is they did a, they did a show here that I try, that I was going to try and go to and, and couldn't where. They did a show
0: and then the screening, or played okay. before or after or something, and didn't oh, get a chance cool. to see that.
2: I, I do want to. I, I really want to see that.
0: So that is that's a documentary, if you want to call it a documentary. So his his little brother Tom's little brother, essentially latched on to the band and was a roadie for for the band, and it um, it didn't go well, and there are lots of really comedic moments, even though it's not, it was supposed to be a serious documentary. <laughs> um, it's it. You guys need to go check yes, it out. Um, that sounds great. Definitely, definitely worth, uh, worth looking at. Um, let's see what else.
2: Uh, Ryland came off of this. Um, Ryland came out of these sessions from uh, the trouble will find me album, the more recent one. And it sat around for all that time. Uh, originally, kind of worked on in this and recorded this and then they started playing it live as well but then they re-recorded it for this this last album and i love that mm-hmm. song really really like it a lot so yep. it's interesting to put it in that context
0: mm-hmm. okay um anything else should we should we dive into this let's
4: dive in
0: yeah. all right let's go track by track as a reminder our scoring is based on songs number of songs on the record wayne How many songs on this record?
1: What's funny is, I thought this was interesting. Trouble Will Find Me kind of has an unlucky kind of connotation, and there's 13 tracks, which is also an unlucky number.
0: Look at that.
1: I don't think it was an accident.
0: No, I don't think so either, now that you bring that up. All right, top song's going to get 13 points. Next favorite, 12, on down to lowest score of one. So let's kick this off, and here's I Should Live in Salt. I did I did find some some quotes from from Tom he was interviewed by NPR um, he and he even talked about how during this time you know the mistaken for strangers was was being um being uh, created this song is for his brother
3: huh.
0: um so here's here's what he had to say he was like We're very different brothers, whereas I might be kind of buttoned up and ambitious. He's more lax in his approach to the universe, I guess, (laughs) which when you watch the movie, you will understand that's a very true statement. Uh, We love each other a great deal, but there's often a lot of conflict between the two of us. I felt a lot of guilt because I think he needed an older brother the most when you start hitting your teens, and that's when I sort of took off and disappeared on him a bit. I think they're like seven or eight Mm -hmm. years difference. Did, did I read that? Nine. Nine? Nine years. Nine
2: years difference? Yeah. So he says he was 19 leaving for college and his brother was nine, almost 10. Okay. And so that's why he felt really guilty because, yeah. he you know, that was a point in time where he kind of probably
0: needed it. And stuff so like. did I screw up my brother as well? Because there's 11 years difference between us. Oh, you and- definitely yeah, but- screwed There's okay. <laughs> <You definitely laughs> yeah, seven sure. between me and mine. But 100%. the
1: thing that comes out here that I did relate to is there's a responsibility for little brothers, whether you leave them behind because you have your own shit or whatever it is. There's still there's you there's you still feel responsible for my my brother's 45, 44. And I still I still feel responsible for him. And when I when if he you know, I there's just no way around it. I love the imagery that he conjures up with with uh, I should live in salt. Like the first Mm -hmm. thing I thought of instantly was my friend telling me about one of those deprivation tanks where they put you in silence and darkness and they throw 50 pounds of Epsom salt in there. So you just float and the, the solitude of that whole thing, like, cause everything that I thought of felt like a punishment, which when you feel responsible for somebody and you think that you've somehow let them down, you, you do feel there's, there's gotta be some sort of penance for that. And yeah. whether it's, you know, the other thing, the next thing that kind of flashed in my mind is, you know, floating at, you know, in the ocean, in the dark by yourself, once again, paying the price for letting this this person down
0: so here's here's the other quotes and then get to get to you jeff he said um honestly this was kind of an abstract image or something in my head i think lot's wife turned to salt when she looked back at the city Mm -hmm. i think they used to pack bodies in salt so there's not specifically any meaning into it directly but it seemed like a bad thing to have to live in salt (laughs) (laughs)
4: The salt mines. Yeah, whatever. That's interesting. Yeah. I've been in one of those um, Epsom salt deprivation tanks. And actually, it's quite lovely. (laughs) Yeah, I hear you. But not for everybody. Not for everybody. It's a
1: lot like the national. Like, either you love them or you're you're not so hot on them. I mean, and I actually get that.
4: I've heard people get really claustrophobic in them. Yeah, I hear you either freak out or
1: you just absolutely could be there for five or six hours yeah Yeah, the couple
0: times that i've had to get mris um those freak me out Mm -hmm. so so i can only imagine jeff what do you got on this one
2: Uh, well you you have the exact same notes as me so okay the same article um it's an interesting i i i relate to the song a lot you know conflicted relationship with my younger brother when he was around and uh so the idea that he looks back at it with this sort of guilt is fascinating to me. And, and I liked in the article that he talked about how much they love each other and how much more he'd kind of grown to appreciate him even during that conflict of him trying to be their roadie mm. and through that doc. He's lived with he and his wife uh, for a number of years. Right. And and so, you know, he talks about how close they are, which which was nice as well. I just think it's a, it's just a wonderfully personal song that kicks the – it kicks – what's already kind of an emotionally raw album off in just a really great way. It's you know, I honestly kind of was wondering if this was going to be my top song right off the bat, which to open a open an album, you know, and have it have your favorite song right off the bat is is pretty killer, but didn't quite end up there. But he's got a, you know, he's just all of the all of the things he dredges up, if you've had a sibling that you have any issues with, it's it's pretty easy to relate to, I think. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. All right.
0: Should we get scores? Yes. Lydia, your score.
4: I gave it a nine. It was up there.
0: Okay. Wayne.
1: Eleven.
4: Oh.
0: Jeff. Ten. All right. I'm at nine as well. All right. Next song is Demons.
5: Bats and buzzards in the sky. Alligators in the super Love it. wish that I could rise above it. But I
0: And this was actually released as the first single from the album. Um, there is a video out there. So here's what I I need somebody to help me with this. So the Wikipedia said the song peaked at number thirteen on the Belgian Ultra Tip Flanders <laughs> region. I saw that
1: <laughs> well why,
4: that's why are we success
1: po- that right there. Like an unchecked <laughs> Wikipedia fact.
0: That's what uh, the, and cuz they mention it in another in another song that, coming up as well. Is that from singles? Isn't that Citizen uh, Dick? We're big, or, we're we're in, big Belgium. in Belgium. We're big in Belgium. <laughs> we, have, we have a big big single that just dropped in, in,
3: That's in Belgium. That's yeah. amazing. Wow.
0: All right. So my question I want to throw out to to you all so when he's talking about that I I stay down with my demons is he saying that he wants or prefers to stay with the demons or that he seems incapable of rising above the demons more the latter i think that's how
2: i really interpret it it,
1: it's a little bit of but i i get yeah a little more of that but also at the same time i think there's a little bit of comfort in it you know and there's a there's a couple lines in there um where it feels like uh a battle that he you know what that he that he doesn't mind fighting like some, some people like (laughs) <laughs> some people live for the struggle
4: yeah
2: you know he's got the line i wish that i could rise above it but i stayed down with my yeah. demons you know i mean he expresses that that idea of i i even the the, the part about i'm going through an awkward ph- phase i'm secretly in love with everyone that i grew up with <laughs> a little weird you know <laughs> i love that a weird thing to sort of put out there you know i love, love that idea that that's that's what it is but yeah it, I think it's somebody fighting against them, but they're just, they're sort of, they keep getting pulled in by, by Well, stuff. and it's yeah. kind of
4: like sometimes your struggles, like kind of, you identify with them, they're part of your identity and they're part of you and maybe you don't want to, like, um, I don't know, like even alcoholics, like it's it's a part of their identity in some way or, uh, or like like you're constantly having to fight the same thing for your whole life and it continues on and um and maybe even there's part of you that's like, well, I'm grateful I'm growing through this and I'm he-. like, you don't totally look negatively on it, but you're, it's just a part of the journey. Um, but yeah, he has a, he had a line that was talking about the alligators in the sewers, like under New York and how he is huddling with them all night long. I don't know. It sounds to me like he's. Um, embracing his demons and yeah, yeah fighting and them the de- but the
1: different things that he you know kind of the depressions I mean none of this is like I didn't feel like it was this overwhelming take medic it was almost like the day like some of the regular struggles of life I mean the loss of faith uh, the, the lines about the the blood and the palms on the door is very pagan it's it, there's there's a couple of songs where he kind of describes a loss of faith which is very normal um and and like the nostalgia from the i love everyone that i that i used to know kind of a thing so there's all these very straight line yeah very mm-hmm. normal the best i say the best line is is near the end where it's uh don't know what's wrong with me sour in the cup when I walk into a room I do not light it up
4: I know like, uh, I, I and then love a single and then a yep.
1: single
2: a single just exasperated fuck yeah, not it's like just, it's not belted Nope. it's just sort of an it's just sort of a, a wheeze on but like yeah. I say the,
1: the struggle like yeah. there is a comfort in something you're used to like even if it's a if it's a battle it's a you know it's a, it's like the enemy you know mm-hmm
4: yeah
0: Wayne I mentioned that um I was gonna have the most ridiculous reason for a top song. Yes. And and it's yes. for and it's for this episode. I didn't tell you which episode it was gonna be, so it's for this one. So it is that line, The Alligators in the Sewer. Yeah. You guys watch E. T. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't understand that
0: question. well I <laughs> you'd be surprised how many people have not watched E. T. They're sitting at the dinner table. Elliot is trying to tell his, his family that he saw a, a, an extraterrestrial. And the brother is like, might be an alligator in the sewer. And, and Drew Barrymore, you know, is a little girl at the time. And she's like, alligators in the sewer. My sister and I adopted that as that's our way of trolling one another when we're talking nonsense and we would just go alligators in the sewer. And now I use it to troll my own kids. And so this is my top song because it has that line. Wow. In oh. So most ridiculous <laughs> reason for a top song. Um, there it is. I just threw the gauntlet down. So. Love it. All right. The rest of your scores, Wayne, what do you got?
1: Uh, I, one of the things that they do on this, that they do on a lot of songs is they put the drums way up in the mix and it kind of, more prominent than than the guitars and it gives us this real primal feel rhythmically and i absolutely love that and i love this song i gave it a 12.
0: it's because he dropped the f-bomb
1: isn't it (laughs) no they but because he did it so perfectly effortlessly okay it was it was appropriate you could have got away with that on tv (laughs) that'd be your one in a pg-13 movie
0: that that would have been yeah jeff your score I'm the opposite way with
2: a little bit where um, I don't think it carries the momentum of what I feel from the first song. The same way. way I think it, it kind of misses the handoff a little bit, the baton drops a little bit, and so that takes it down to to me. Uh, I like the lyrics a lot though, and by the time the end comes,
0: I'm really into it. But it's it, it drifted down to my four. Okay, mm-hmm. and then Lydia,
4: I put a seven. All right. Yes.
0: Don't swallow the cap is next.
5: I need it's alright. Keep my arms the rest of the night. When they ask, what do I see? I say, bright white, beautiful heaven hanging over me. Ah.
0: Ah. I'm not alone. I had no idea that it was possibly a mushroom reference. You can tell I don't do drugs. <laughs> it,
3: it's,
0: it's not, but. Uh... <laughs> well you brought it's, it up so i'm like oh that makes sense I yeah, like that's that. that's one of the big interpretations is
2: that okay. is that it's a, a mushroom reference but he he calls it out pretty specifically in another yeah. interview where he talks about the fact that uh it's basically he goes it's kind of a stream of consciousness thing i don't always think about my lyrics and then something jumps in and mm. and uh but for him he said he had his daughter was small at the time and was putting everything in her mouth and <laughs> So he's like, I don't know if it was the cap of toothpaste or something, but I had said the phrase, don't swallow the cap. And, and that's, that just kind of ended up in it. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and again, it's not even in here a ton. It's the title, but it's, it's, you know, more of that background. It's like someone else mm-hmm. is
1: saying it.
0: Yeah. 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 Can, can we address the fact that it, it was really hard to, um, determine what the names of each of the songs are in this. Because, Jeff, you and I were texting a couple days ago because I'm like, you know, I, I have to keep listening to this because I'm like, oh, yeah, that's Sea of Love. That's what That's what that is. Because, like, other than, like, maybe this is the last time or Graceless well, where they don't.
3: Move.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Where they don't really spell out what the name of the song is. I kept having to go back and go, oh, yeah. That's the name of that song. To me, know.
2: it's like a Bon Iver album. I like, if someone yeah. goes, do you, yeah. you like such and such from Bon Iver? I'm like, probably, but I don't know which song that is. Most of the time, rarely ever do
0: I know. Yeah, yeah, we did an episode and I couldn't, somebody was like, well, what was the top song for that, for that episode? I'm like, I'm going to have to go back to my notes. Cause I don't remember any of the song titles. I can hum it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, I can hum I it. <laughs> right.
2: Yeah. But, but I can't, the titles and it right. does escape me a lot in a lot of this stuff. Uh, You know, again, uh, this is this is a tough album to 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 score a little bit for me. In that, I this is one of those albums that I listen to more as an album, and I do that with a lot of national stuff. And there's only a few songs on this album that I specifically go, oh, let me go listen to that off of that as a song, not as part of a full listen. But don't swallow the cap is one of those. It's one of you know about four songs or so that I uh, I do come specifically, and I'll I'll just listen to this one. Once in a while, um, it's just such a cool everything about it. I just think is a very very cool song. Uh, I, I really like the lyrics uh, a lot. About if you if you want to see me cry, and that's where the parentheticals are. If you want dead seriously to see me cry, don't swallow the cap. Play Let It Be. Pat yourself on the back, or Never Mind, dead seriously. Which is the you know the run, but it's it's like he can cry at Let It Be, and he can cry at Never Mind. You know, which is it's such an interesting interesting dynamic and, and the reasons who knows what the reasons are, but, uh, I just
0: like the, yeah. that image. Do you cry? Line. Do you cry listening to either one of those records?
2: I don't, but no, I, don't I think it's cool no. that he can reference that he does, you know, yeah. and who knows what the reason would be, uh, you know, right. The, the reason for nevermind, uh, what, what's the reason that, that, that would maybe stir him in that way. Mm. Um, I, I like, he references other albums and other artists, yeah. A, n- a number of times at different points, and it's it's always kinda interesting.
0: Somebody said that there's an Elliott Smith reference on this album and I, I didn't know what it was. Did you did you pick that out pick that one out? I didn't but but I know when we were doing um Begin the Begin,
2: uh, you know, he references that in um I'm not in Kansas, I think, uh on the yeah. other album. He 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 name checks albums or lyrics quite a bit. Later in this he he throws he just Flat grabs a Island Femmes lyric and, and throws it out there.
0: Yeah, don't spoil uh, alert. Yet. Well, like, don't yeah, well, don't do that yet. I, I'm not telling you which song. Okay, all right. How about you all? What was the last time you cried at an album? Can you guys? Can oh, you guys remember this, this weekend that Jason Isbell song
2: about his daughter of uh, Let Letting Go? I think I listened to it and really listened to the lyrics for the first time. Okay. I think it's called "Letting Go," and he's talking about his daughter, and he's walking all the way through her life, mm-hmm. and then walking her down the aisle. And I, you know, I've got a 14 year old daughter, and I'm on the plane, and I'm just like, <laughs> just
3: like, trying
2: not to cry. Uh, yeah, that was the one that got me most recently. So last weekend,
0: <laughs> okay. And last week, I listened to the the recent Lana Del Rey album, and I don't, I don't know if I cried, but there was at one point where I just kind of sat in the. Because I'm working at working at my, my mom's farm, and I'm sitting in the truck, and I'm just contemplating it. I'm just soaking it all in. I don't know if I cried, but
4: it was a moment.
0: It was a moment. There are some moments on that record. I don't know if you guys have mm, listened to the, the, the new one, but it's amazing, mm. amazing. Wayne, you're being really quiet over there.
1: You know what? The last I it's funny is I don't cry a lot, but uh, you two, Sometimes you can't make it on your own. Like, oh. literally, just tears. Like, I just bawl. Like, I, I yeah. just, like, I'm just driving down the road on my way home from work and just, just every I'm just bawling, just letting it, just letting it all go. Yeah. Such mm.
0: a good song. Such a good song. All right. Uh, let's get scores. Lydia.
3: Wait, wait.
2: Lydia never what? answered. Lydia, Lydia's trying to
3: what? avoid what? the question.
2: <laughs> oh,
4: she's. <Jesus. laughs> no, I, like, I don't know. I was trying to think because I actually just, played my first live show back and I cried the whole night basically like watching everybody. And, um, that was my, that was the musical cry that I, that came up. But, um, do you guys know the band or Twain? He's one guy. I
1: don't.
4: Um, I just got to see him live recently and he has this song called solar pilgrim and it makes me weepy. Yeah. But it, it, more for me, like a lot music reminds me of the time, the hardship times, of like just memories, and then I'm like, oh, yeah. I don't know, <laughs> it takes me back to that or or I remember crying because it like it just struck me at the right time. but
0: I have a feeling that next week, so next week is my first live show since February of 2020.
4: Wow. And
0: and it's Great Peacock. And I bet, Jeff, you know which song I'm talking about. I'm probably going to cry. The album Closer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm totally going to cry for that song. All right. um, Scores. Lydia, what do you got?
4: I got an 11.
0: Jeff. Nine. Wayne. An
1: eight. An eight.
0: You say that hesitantly.
1: What's funny is he has the same two emotions I do, careful fear and dead devotion.
4: <laughs> Love it.
0: All right, I'm matching your eight. All right, next song is Fireproof.
4: Yeah.
5: It's just the way you you tell me
0: so, my question is I really thought hard about this. Who's Jennifer? He talks about
1: it. Yeah, it's he's, just a name. he's mentioned Jennifer. Yeah, and he mentions it again. I, it felt like a generic female reference.
0: Is this his version of Counting Crows, Maria? Mm
1: -hmm. Because this didn't feel like an amalgamation. It felt like somebody specific, almost like he's trying to uh, protect their identity. Mm -hmm.
4: Okay, I feel like, has he mentioned Jenny in a song,
1: too?
4: It's coming up. Okay, another song, or the same record. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I feel the same way. I want to... I want to think like that's somebody he knows, but, um, often it's just a beautiful name and it works or you don't want to disclose the real name.
2: You know, the great thing about him is he answers all of these questions in interviews. He does not, every time they ask him about a song, he tells them exactly. This one was sort of nonsense. This one is about Mm. this. It, when you read his interviews, like more than almost anybody else, he's such an open book. He talks about this and says, "One of my best friends, his wife is named Jennifer." Oh, cool. And then he goes, "I reference Jennifer here," and then I also reference Jenny. And he goes, "Why are you writing love songs about my wife?" He goes, "The truth <laughs> is, it's just, it's literally just a name that sounds good with the rhythm." Yeah, and I, I start saying things, and then I like the way it's, you know, it 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 moves and it it feels yeah. in that spot, and I just don't replace it. And it's not about. <laughs> yeah i'll go with that because his wife is karen
4: (laughs) karen doesn't sing as well in my mind no yeah karen has a negative connotation nowadays true there's also that
0: (laughs) yeah that's that's also true all right anything lyrically wayne on fireproof No, this didn't track very high for you.
1: No, but you know what it comes down to is like, although, like I was saying, with the drums up front, even in the last song, the drums are up front, it's a little more snare, it gives it an an I'm on fire kind of vibe. But that the drums drop back, and there's some, and the piano is more prominent. And there, this is one of those, like, I was thinking about it is trying to score it. There's no songs, there's no songs on here that I don't like. There's, um, and it it was funny because we just did uh, an album that is one of my top five favorites and one of the albums considered the greatest of all time. And that, that one immediately, I was like, Jimmy jazz, that's my lowest score. And so this doesn't, this is, it felt random trying to assign lower scores because they just, there's no, I, I am absolutely in the camp of the national is they're, they're, they're amazing. And uh I'm new to it, but and it took a few listens because I do get all the criticisms of, you know, they sound like Joy Division, who I love. Um, and there's kind of a all the songs sound the same. They have similarities, but everybody has a sound. And if you try to change that, then people criticize you for that too. So uh I I just there was no way there was none of these songs that it was it was just some of it was just Stuff like that, not enough drums, yeah. too much piano, mm.
0: Lydia, this tracked higher for you than the rest of us. What is it about fireproof?
4: um I think I relate to the uh the your fireproof nothing breaks your heart, your fireproof. How'd you get so far in um, just like personal relationships of like I don't know. Some folks that have trouble expressing their emotions, and it really stunts a relationship in that way. So, I, and I, I mean, I just, I think it's just a great song, and I, feel, I find myself always singing it. This is one of those songs that I actually do come to and play from this record.
0: And I feel bad about my score because I do <laughs> like the lyrical progression of of this, because you you already mentioned how'd you get so far, but the next time he sings. That chorus, the the last line is "It's just the way you are," and then it f- sings it one more time, and yeah. it's like "You're fireproof." I wish I was that way.
4: Well, and I for for me that means like like okay, I'm this per- I'm this person that's in the relationship, expressing themselves and emoting, and like yeah. I'm getting nothing back, and maybe it would be a little less exhausting to be that way, even though I know that's not true because. I think when you're covering up a lot of your emotions, it it comes it comes back around at some point, and it's exhausting. <laughs> yeah,
0: it does. Yeah, yeah I think but we can all attest to that. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. All right. So this is my six. Wayne, your score. A two. Jeff.
2: Uh, seven for me. Uh, I think it's just a really pretty atmospheric kind of song. Yeah.
4: Yep. Yeah. I gave it a ten.
0: All right. Sea of Love is next.
5: If I
3: stay here,
5: trouble will find me. If I stay here, I'll never leave. If I stay here, trouble will find me. I Joe, of you.
0: And I mentioned who's Jennifer, so I guess I should yeah. say who's who's Joe. <laughs> um, album gets its title from the lyrics in this song. The ending of the song is so good to me. In fact, I was going to give this my lowest score, but I gave it a few points just because I like the ending portion. This one didn't track super high for the rest of us, except for yeah.
2: Jeff. I think it has this like, really terrific build. Um, the
3: I, the ending, I also like kinda, I said,
2: yeah. yeah, I just think it builds in such an interestingly dynamic way. Um, and I also really love when a uh, when the album title is just a line, sort of buried in a track. Mm. Right. That that always sort of jumps out to me a little bit, like Yankee Hotel Foxtrot or something. You know, it's just buried. Ghost is born. Same thing with Wilco. I like the idea that sometimes these these the, the albums aren't like beat you over the head necessarily. Um, and then I also like a good just uh, s- album track too. So mm-hmm. I always kind of find it interesting when you find that you know that line in there. Um, uh, it's sort of a buried treasure kind of a feel. But I, I just think the build in this one is mm-hmm. pretty cool.
4: Yeah, that's true. It's very, that like middle section. I I, I love um, his writing because there's no, like the forms are also interesting. Like the, hey, Joe, sorry I hurt you part. That's the part that's most the most memorable to me, but it happens like, I don't know, in the middle. And then mm-hmm. there's kind of just verses and other um, sections on either side of it.
2: And to repeat that one four times, uh, sorry I hurt you, but they say love is a virtue, don't they? And then you say it four times as though you're trying to convince somebody of it, you know, which is, which kind of jumps out to me too. I, I his his writing, I really dig his writing, and and there's just a. I don't know if it's poetry and and or if it's like he finds uh, someone else. Uh, I don't know. One of the Destners I think was describing it is they send him tracks and then they get back mumblings. You know, he kind of mumbles uh, <laughs> something along, and um, they said this album in particular he really took to like just had you know, things just sort of flowed out. And, and, uh, I think that sticks out in this one a lot where he, he seems to have a lot of purpose in this. And I
1: think his time on Madison Avenue affects him because he writes, they, the songs. sometimes they don't feel like they necessarily say anything. They are, they, but they get your attention and they create all this, these images and they get you interested without, without being able to understand them. Some of them have, they're completely ambiguous. Is he talking about, a A romantic relationship is it a friendship is it a man is it a woman um is he on the good side or the bad side he just he writes he definitely writes in a way that just it it doesn't seem like it's getting your attention because of his he kind of has a very this deep dense almost monotone uh vocal style but yet all these rich images just start pushing you in different directions that that at the end when i read the lyrics i'm not even sure that the images that he creates are even match up with them yeah
0: if i ended up going hey what do these lyrics mean like i circled something for almost every one of these songs where i'm like i'd really like to hear what wayne has to say for the lyrical interpretation for this we'd be here all night
3: (laughs) yeah Uh, so i'm not gonna i'm not
0: gonna do that to you guys but, you know, there's there's a lot of that stuff where, you know, I'm like, well, like in this particular song where, you know, he says, I see you rushing down. What did Harvard teach you? Like, what does that even mean? I don't.
2: <laughs>
3: right.
0: Could, could go a couple different ways.
3: Yeah. Um, and
0: and
2: I'm a lot – overall, I'm, I'm very much like Wayne with this album. There's not a clunker on this one. Mm-hmm. There's not nope. anything that's easy. I have five songs that I truly, truly love in this album that I that I do pop over specifically for it. And the rest of it, I like to sit and listen as an album and and, yeah. and relax and, and hang out with it. Um, and those songs below my top five, I just kind of tried to find spots to slot
3: yeah. In, honestly. Yeah, I
4: felt the same way. It was really hard for me, to Like, once it got below six, I was just like, uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't know. But – yeah i feel the same way it's like throughout it's really easy to listen to this top to bottom and it they just fit so well on on a record like on one project
2: i think it'd be a great mushroom album. um, i think for uh, sure
4: (laughs) i I don't know i'm not i would take mushrooms and go to a show of theirs that would yes (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, I made that mistake. The first time I had a pot cookie was at uh, a Wilco show and I felt the music all night, but I don't remember any of it. Like, I, <laughs> I didn't... I could feel notes. Uh, and You looked uh, at the so, set list afterwards and you're like, Oh, oh. I was you're like, like Whoa. What I was happened? Yeah, I was lost, but it was a very... It was a... I understood for the first time. I was like, "Oh, I get it. I get why this makes music so amazing." So they did play Impossible <laughs> Germany, okay? Right, right. Yeah. Well, luckily, I've seen them. I've seen them so many times that I could lose that one show to uh, to that that really <laughs> great experience. But
0: uh, yeah. All right. So um, Jeff, your score on this one. Mine on this one's eight. Okay, Lydia.
4: Mine was a three.
0: <laughs> and I'm matching your three, and Wayne. A four. Okay. Next song is Heaven Faced.
5: suffer than we are I could walk out but I won't in my mind I'm in your arms I wish someone take my place can't face heaven on heaven face
0: And I gotta say, listening and re-listening to this album this week kind of ruined the love I once had for this song. Yeah, uh, I figured this was gonna be one of my top songs, but now it's kind of like middle of the path because I found that there were a few that I loved
2: liked more.
4: Yeah, I kind of felt that way too. It's a beautiful song
2: still, like it is with that. Like, there's a lot of beauty. She's a griever, my believer. It's not a fever. It's a freezer. Part. It's this, It's yeah. this crazy free association feeling yeah. stuff that, again, feels like he just found words that felt good together. But boy, they flow nicely totally. at that part. Yeah. Let's go out in the fields with the ones we love.
0: Yeah. So the previous song, we talked about that there was some repetition. I didn't circle those. Like that Joe part, I didn't feel like even though he repeated that line, what, four times in that one. It wasn't too much. For this song, I felt like let's go way down in the fields with the ones we love. Maybe got repeated maybe one or two extra times. Huh. Yeah. Maybe it was the slower tempo of repeating it. But yeah, I just, it, it dropped down for me. I still love the song. Yeah. It, it's just like I found other songs that I feel like I love more. That's how I so felt I'm too. Anything else besides the part that, you brought up Jeff. That's my favorite part too. Yeah, mine too. Wayne, anything?
1: No, I agree. I agree. I look at my score and I'm like, I, I, I enjoyed listening to the song each time. But um, I did. It does have, uh, especially with "Let's Go Wait Out in the Fields" with the ones we love, and then the Griever. and I know Freezer and Heaven. There's a lot of there's a lot of death or or you know passing on kind of connotation mm-hmm. to it. But that's all I. Really got from it lyrically, yeah. I didn't. But I was once again, I'm listening to it and, and enjoying it, and I, I'm sitting there trying to justify where it sits. And I just, at the end of the day, it was uh, just liked ten other songs more. Mm-hmm. I know that's mm-hmm. that's how I feel
0: All right, so this was my five, Jeff. Uh, all the way down to my three, Wayne.
1: Also my three,
0: Lydia.
4: This was my four. All
3: right,
0: so this is um, this is the last time.
5: times yourself I wish everybody knew what's so great about you oh but your love is such a swamp you don't think before you jump and I said I wouldn't get sucked in
0: I- and yeah Jenny is in this yeah is it the same Jennifer
2: not according to him <laughs> it was just another name. Okay. Really, uh, yeah. that's
4: so funny. Yeah, yeah. I love he references. That
2: this, yeah, he references this in the. He goes, "I know I've got Jennifer and Jenny. My best friend's wife is Jennifer. It's <laughs> not that. It's just it just works. It's nice uh, that
4: they're both on this record, though, because it's yeah. like, oh, of course, that's yeah. the same person.
0: But no, he really should have then referenced Jenny was a friend of mine <laughs> at
4: that
3: point. <laughs> uh, I
4: just love like in both of the Jenny songs, um, it's they come at this moment where it's like a really beautiful lift. Like it kind of takes you out of what's already happening in the track. Um, Yeah. When
2: it, when it gets to the Jenny, I am in trouble part. I'm so immersed in singing along by that point. Like it is just grabbing me and pulling me in. And this is the one where I hear some female vocals on here. So I don't know if, is, don't it, know is oh, yeah. sharon st vincent, vincent i don't know i don't yeah. know but there's a nice quality to that um ben you liked it so much you put the lyrics on the cheat sheet twice so that's a pretty good song <laughs> um that's a good one associate
0: uh, producer jackson did that sorry oh, okay yeah All right. blame your son that always well, well that's... the
2: opening of this song too how cool is that opening the it's it's so cool sounding yeah i love it um It just goes a lot of very uh, varied places, a lot of territory that it treads in, and and, um, I, 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 oh, but your love is such a swamp. You don't think before you jump, and I said I wouldn't get sucked in. That's I. Who hasn't been in a relationship where they feel like that? Yeah, you know, where you're like, I said I wouldn't do this, but man, I jump in, and I'm always in the muck with you. I'm always. I'm I'm my shoes get lost and, and stuck I stuck in the middle with, with you.
4: Absolutely, I, I so said in my good. notes.
1: you can, I can't prove that this is or isn't the last time, but I can promise you that this is not the first time.
4: Mm, yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> I love too that like in those lines, and I said I wouldn't get sucked in. He and he says he has just I at the end of it. And I said, yeah. I wouldn't get sucked in. I, this is the last, yeah, like, it's it just, almost they're like, oh, uh, he's like,
2: it's almost like his F-bomb in the other yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. Just, it's this little exasperation hangs there. where can't even finish there, the sentence. Yeah.
0: It's, I don't know. This one is so cool. All right. So what, what is he seeing double of where he says, Jenny, I'm seeing double. I know this changes everything. Maybe is he talking about like two women? Is he talking?
4: I don't know. Because he says, I've got Tylenol and beer. Earlier, but like <laughs> maybe he's like, "Uh oh, yeah, I'm a little dude, drunk." This is, this is the
2: strings. This is the strings breakdown. Yeah, too, it's Lydia, really right? like, epic.
4: Yeah. I think that's really. why this song was one of my highest rating ones. And I list. I this is one of the yeah. ones I I just drop in on every once in a while.
2: Me too, very much.
4: Yeah, probably. in that moment, like, there are not a lot of records where I could just like read ly- the lyrics and hear so many of the layers um that just like it takes me there but i feel like the national does that for me
2: his lyrics do it his lyrics do exactly that where i like to read his lyrics and not even always to try and interpret them i just like to go along on whatever it is he's doing and whatever whatever journey he's on at that moment it it adds a layer to it that a lot of music i don't pull up the lyrics yeah. sheet but I do with national lyrics a lot Yeah. even if I don't understand it or if I'm not even trying to understand it I just like like the vibe so yeah. this was very close to to it was close to being my second ta- song for quite a, quite a bit of the week and then one song overtook it for a second mm. so what do you got you 11 on this okay
0: Lydia
4: I got 12
0: Wayne
1: I've got no justification for my 5 I do love the words he uses vacant is so it's just a that's a word yeah. that says so much.
2: Waiting and it, vacant yeah, ride together. I'm not too. just
1: being stupid. I, it's there's so much more to it. It's so it's such a bigger connotation.
3: Mm. Yeah. yeah. Right, this
0: is my ten. Alright. Next song is Graceless. Let my rosy sun. Let
5: my roses on my Take the wild ones my favorite.
0: And this was, oh, was so also nice. a single. And if you watch the Saturday Night Live performance, this was one of the songs that they performed on SNL, and it was fantastic. Mm. Um, all right, I don't do drugs, as I mentioned. Which ones are the white ones? Because those are his favorites.
3: <laughs> well, well, well I I was like talking about roses, <laughs> though,
1: and I. So I. Once again, that's where the whole thing starts with. Uh, like my i'm not I'm not rosy myself, and then he just kind of takes that and evolves it into from from a from a feeling into actual roses and the white ones are purity they give they give them they, they give my them
0: blood center medicine is white yeah. does that count? Does that count? no
4: <laughs> yeah, I think I agree I don't know if it's a drug like I think I love the um it's the side effects that save us like if that's him talking about. White flower, white roses. Then that's. I think that's lovely. Like, I don't know, because it's not. It's not him saying the side effects of like a drug. Usually, side effects of drugs suck. Side effects of drugs are the hangover. But he's saying the side effects save us. So Mm.
2: he has this great idea in here of being graceless at times, and and so many of us try to be graceful or polite or those sorts of things. Um, and and I I like that he references this idea of not always being able to be your rosy self because who isn't yeah, in that situation totally. where there's there's times where you feel like you I'm supposed to be graceful I'm supposed to be full of full of grace and and politeness and all that sort of stuff and the manners but sometimes I'm not my rosy self and I have trouble putting on that facade. For somebody else and it's and that resonates really nicely with yeah, it um me too. and i love the breakdown the the science to walking through windows i i thought for the longest time it was the science to walking through england that's how i would hear it is <laughs> as a i was like i don't know what it is but i want to walk through england and, and find out what the science is <laughs> that's um, funny but the science of walking through windows
0: i don't know what that means either but i love it i just think it's fantastic yeah all right speaking of rosy self wayne what do you got For lyrical interpretation, and like
1: I say, there's I I once again I can't necessarily make heads or tails out of this. I love the way it sounds. It definitely has the strongest of the Joy Division, uh, that vibe musically and lyrically. But I love and but he a couple of sections. The one we just talked about where he takes he starts talking about feeling rosy and starts evolving it into talk about actual roses and then the kind of you know the the meaning behind different colored roses, but also that, that first part where he's, he's rhyming, you know, erase this and tasteless, that kind of thing can get, Mm -hmm. you can, you can fuck that up quick and start sounding silly. And he never, he never does. He uses just strong words in those, in those points. And like I say, the idea of being gracious, just like Jeff said, the idea of just completely lacking elegance, um, just sometimes that's who you are.
4: Yeah. F- I feel like 50% of the time. At least. Yeah, At least. Yeah, at least at 50% least. of the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: All right. Um, Lydia, your score on this one? Six. All right. Jeff? I'm also a six on this. Wayne? Uh, this is my favorite
1: song, 13.
4: Oh, right. cool.
0: And if I didn't have a ridiculous reason for my top song, this would have been my top song. So this is my twelve.
4: I love that everybody's scores are all over. Like, it's just. We're
0: all over the place.
4: Yeah.
2: It just reaches people differently. Exactly. They, have, they have
0: those songs that reach people
2: differently.
4: Yeah. But then I'm, I'm like thinking about Graceless right now. I'm like, wait, why did I put six? It's so good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, that's yeah. what we go through every single time. It's called yeah. lis- it's it's called Listener Remorse. Yes. Um, it's interesting. You
2: guys flip flopped on your two songs Demons was your top, and Wayne's second. Yeah. And this is your second, and
0: Wayne's top. Yep, yeah. I don't like it when we agree. And we,
2: and and Lydia and I both. think like Both of them,
0: I think. So. We'll you you, you kind of did, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, next song is "Slipped." I love this from the connotation of counting the clicks with the living dead. Cause I think that I'm one of those living dead. He references. Cause like for nearly two years of the podcast and Wayne can attest to this. I cared about likes and follows and downloads and shares and listens. Mm. And I think that I'm doing better now. Cause I feel like we've reached that plateau where I'm like, um, I'm, I'm cool with where we're at with our audience and um, I'm not as consumed with that stuff, but cause it can be exhilarating and depressing all at the same time, as you can attest Lydia with, you know, you're like, but that song should have this many streams as opposed to that song. Yeah. Like, like Jeff, you're a podcaster, you're yep. a comedian. You probably yep. feel the same way. Oh, I feel it so many times in a show where I'm like, that joke
2: should get more laughs. (laughs) Right. And then there's some that I, I, if I get one laugh on a particular, there's a line that I have in a couple of things that I get one laugh and I go, that never works, but somebody always laughs at it. And I think it's funny. So I keep saying it and I'll keep (laughs) saying it until nobody laughs at one of the shows because in my head, I think it's pretty funny.
0: Or we put out a really, what I think is a really good episode. I'm like everybody's gonna love this they're gonna yeah. share this and um, then I come back to Wayne and I'm like why is the Lisa Loeb episode not being downloaded what we talked about David Bowie what what in the world? It like, was a great episode. It was, it was fun. fun. We yeah. we all had a blast, but it's not, it's not like I shared with him a couple different numbers. I'm like, do you realize that our episode with so-and-so who's not a known commodity and they pick like this really obscure record has way more downloads than the Lisa Loeb episode. So it's yeah. just those little things where you just get consumed and Maybe you're like,
1: Maybe the Geico commercial will help us. I'm not sure
0: maybe maybe we'll see we'll see yeah
4: i feel like it's just a thing to occupy it's just not worth it to stress about that stuff and then it takes away from i feel like anytime i'm focusing too much on that it takes away from the creative part of my brain that's that needs more of my energy and attention anyways
0: it took me two years to get to that point, though. Yeah. So at I mean, what point did you get to that point?
4: Oh, I, I don't – i I'm just – You're not there? <laughs> I feel like I go through waves of it. like. Yeah. Um, of course, when you release something, you're like – There's so much anticipation. There's so much time right. and so much goes into it. And you're like, ah, what's going to happen? And you have all these expectations. But I think that's the thing that I find is like the – just you have to throw those out the window but i just finished this book called big love um big magic big magic by uh elizabeth gilbert and it's about creativity and just she talks about she wrote Eat pray love and she talks about how many times nobody would publish her stuff and how how just like i don't know no just how long it takes and and how if you're truly doing it for the right reasons like You're still psyched and you want to be there, then that's all that matters, and and that's as as like creators, that's what the intention is of of what all of us do. So it's trying to remind yourself that, but it is a constant um, thing we have to. I have to keep reminding myself of that. Yeah, but
0: Wayne's the only one here that he like he's looking down this whole time. He's like, I don't care about our numbers.
1: <laughs> yeah, like I tell you, you get what you pay for. That's
2: yeah, but that's, you also don't want to shout no well, you know. What I mean, if you have something, yeah, I
1: don't want to do a bad job. But if no this, one likes it, you, if you
2: create it as yeah. an artist, you want you, you'd like people to, you'd like the opportunity. It's not so much whether or not uh, uh, people listen to it, like it, or whatever. You will just want to make sure you're finding a way to get it in front of the people who might. Yeah, that's really kind of what it comes right. down to and at then some I, level. Is
4: I think too yes, and then it's not about the numbers. It's about like yeah. the, um, the people that do listen and are listening. They're attentive. They're like, like I think about that of, of like, I've played shows where, you know, only a few, I mean, you were there. There was I was there. There was, that, there was 10 of us and there. Clearly, I've done the, those. clearly <laughs> there is an attentive listener. like, so, I mean, it drives it, it. When I'm on the stage and I'm like, Oh my God, there's nobody here. So whatever. But, I could spend my time thinking about that and stressing about that or I can just play these songs and that I've written and like to the people that are here and like actually listening attentively like and focus my energy on that and I don't know. I, I try I to s- do that.
2: I've seen it a lot in comedy yeah. where I, I work with a comic and when the audience is small, they sort of take it out on that audience and I do try my best to get up and go, They they're not the ones who didn't show up. They're yeah, the ones who are here. Exactly. And so Let me try to to do the same thing I would do for somebody else and have that same energy as best I can without it seeming silly like you're playing. You don't want to play like you're packing... A, a packed arena or whatever, but right. uh, it's still it's that thing where they got up, they got babysitters that came out of the house, yeah. they came to see you. Now I don't have drums and guitar to to, to cover up the silence, you know. That, so right. with no with limited laughs, it really sticks out sometimes. But still, yeah. you can have some great experiences with that. Of the people, the people who show up is the point. Do they like what they're seeing, and, and yeah. are they enjoying it? And I've I've had that with our our podcast as we try and build numbers. Is I get we get texts from people who listen to it all the time, and we get emails from the people who listen all the time. And I know you can't, you can't count me,
0: you can't count me. No, I'm not, I'm not, not like, even counting you, I don't count okay. you. I'm talking okay. about you know, because yeah, I listen I to
2: every episode co-
0: that's that's they, me supporting you,
2: yeah, real listeners, all, yeah, all the time, you know. And they, they send us feedback or ideas. And I, I go, you know, if we could ever put this in front of more people, more people might like it. But yeah. the ones who are listening are enjoying it, so
4: yeah, and it's the same like with. That silence, because I often tour alone. I I'll either be opening or like it's yeah. just cheaper to just play solo. And so right. that I've learned to, instead of trying to fill up that silence with my annoying voice, just like rambling on, just like let it be silent for a moment. It's fine, and I feel like everyone could use a little bit more of that in life. And so I've tried to I've tried to make that a little meditation on stage, like. Okay, it's dead ass quiet in here, but I'm here, and I'm just gonna take this moment to breathe and tune my guitar, whatever. Like, yeah, and I and when I go to shows and experience that, I have so much respect for for that. I, I, like, I I get it, and I and I can see that they're calm, and yeah.
0: Well, I mean to give you kudos as well, you know, dating back to Saint Petersburg, like. Yeah, there were ten of us. You could have totally just phoned it in, and and you yeah. and Nathan both were. I mean, you gave us you gave us performance, yeah. and look, I'm a fan now because of that. Because you didn't. And here phone we it are,
4: in. yeah. And here we are. So it's awesome.
0: All right, yes. um,
4: I think slipped, we talked I enough think. about
0: slipped. Did, yeah, are slipped, we? T- did, did,
1: did did we talk about slipped?
0: I, I don't so. know. We don't. I don't Wayne after, anything
1: after on slipped. Uh, There's a defiance in it that I really relate to And I like that it has a progression He gets a little weak at the end But then he (laughs) finishes strong
0: Yeah What's the significance of the Dallas reference It'll be summer in Dallas
1: Well he mentions that she went back to the south So I'm assuming that's the south part Oh okay It's south of New York so Yeah
0: Well that's true Yeah. We need to move on All right. lowest score for me Wayne what do you got A seven all right, Jeff. It's my two. All right, Lydia.
4: I'm also a two.
0: See, one of our lowest scores scoring songs, and we spent the most time talking. <laughs> oh, no, just,
2: <laughs> that's we that's talked awesome. around it. I know. We did. We talked we about did. other things. We, yeah.
0: yeah. All right, next song is I Need My Girl. Family,
5: I try to call you from the party. It's full of punks and cannonballers. I need my girl. I need my girl. I'm under the gun again. And who I was forty five percent of them. Oh my gosh, the song. I know. So Justin
0: Vernon of Bonnie Iver is on this. But I'm but again, going back to what we were talking about with what parts is he providing to this? All I know is that, Oh, Bon Verse on this. Great. No idea. Yeah. yeah I
4: actually didn't yes. know that either. I love this song. This is, I think I have this nostalgia with this song. Um, cause I remember putting it on. When did this record come out?
0: 2013.
4: Okay. Yeah. I yeah. put it on a CD <laughs> okay. and I remember giving it to my boyfriend who I thought listened to shitty music and I was like, <laughs> was listen to this out. Listen to this CD mix I made. Yeah. And he still listens to shitty music. Well, he's not my current boyfriend, but <laughs> <laughs> he's out there listening to shitty music. Well, that, maybe that's why he trying. didn't
0: stop listening to shitty music.
4: Well, <laughs> I don't know. I love it. I feel like that's song. a song. That's a that's
0: song for a third record there, Lydia.
2: You need yeah. to talk
3: about that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well,
2: the worst of that is I used to make Ben CDs, uh, mixtapes that way too. So, (laughs) but, but not because he listened to shitty music.
0: Uh, No, you shared a lot of music. That was just because I was poor at the time and couldn't afford my own CDs. So, um, (laughs) I was his early Spotify. You were absolutely were. (laughs) So this was also a single, here's the surprising note on this song. It's the, it's their most listened to song on Spotify. 115 million um why is that surprising i don't know i guess i just i just this is my favorite national song i just figured that there were other songs that were more listened to the next american mary or something like that but this is my favorite national song so the Um, next most listened to song any guesses
4: uh huh I
0: thought it was gonna be like Fake Empire or Blood yeah. Buzz Ohio. It's about today. Oh, really? Fifty eight million. It's gotta be on some spot Spotify. Playlist. Yeah. 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 And the third most listen I'm saying gets disqualified on a technicality because it's the um it's uh, the Coney the, Island the Taylor, song. Taylor Swift. Yeah, it's the Taylor Swift yep. song. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. it's some It doesn't count. Yeah. No, it doesn't count. It doesn't count. <laughs> they also played this on SNL. This was the second song that they performed that night. No Jennifer in the song, but there is a Davey.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And he says he looks taller. He does. This, this is a gorgeous song, man.
2: This is just oh, an absolute. So this is one of the songs I come back to time and time and time again. Me too. I love the emotion of this song. Um, I love the way that it evokes. This is how I feel when I'm on the road. Um, you know, After a good show my wife isn't there. After a bad show, my wife isn't there. you know. And, and, and I read again, the beauty of it is he'll talk about it. That's what this is about. He's missing his wife and his daughter while he's on a string of, you know, he's, he's on the road for a while and he's just missing them. And, and I need my girl and, and that is such a nicely evocative thing. And I I feel that all the time when I'm in the middle of a week and a half, two weeks somewhere and I just cannot wait to get home to, yeah. get to that and I love the notion, too, the other part that really resonates with me is, you know, I know I was a 45%er then. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that idea of, I I know I don't even give full effort all the time, and I'm sorry that I don't, and I now that I'm on the road and I'm away, I know it and I appreciate like that I'm not always 100% there. Now is when I notice it, is when I'm
0: gone. And I think that's such a, just a beautiful yeah. sentiment that is... is is. Uh, I love that line, knowing that the line right before it is, I'm under the gun again. So he throws the 45 percenter. I mean, that's a gun reference, right? So uh, cold 45s. Come on, that's a gun. Um, So I just I I love the imagery. And Wayne, um, please, please do a sound clip for this about what I'm about to say. So last week as we're preparing for this episode I did listen to this this um this album a couple different times. I had to skip this song towards the end of the week because I'm like it was making me miss my girl cuz I was away from my wife for a week. So hmm. Do the sound clip, Wayne. Do the sound clip, send that to Mary, please. All right. <laughs> And the, and the line
2: about I tried to call you from the party. It's full of punks. And yeah, that's so good.
1: That's the best. I, I don't
2: part. even know what cannonballers are, although I always see almost famous the guy. You know him jumping off the roof into the that's pool. A oh, yeah, yeah. That's yep. a cannonballer. Yeah, that's a cannonballer. But but that's the thing. I try I try to call you from the party, but like I can't. You can't. I can't hear you. Yeah. I'm on the road. I'm at this stupid gathering. I'd rather be hanging out and talking to you. I'd rather be with you.
4: I, I think my favorite line is the when he's. Remembering the um time she drove yeah, the car into the garden and the <laughs> like visually for me, like just somebody running into a, a bunch of plants and then getting out of the car and apologizing, apologizing to the, the plants. plants. Like yeah. I would do that, I think. And it just makes it made me really happy.
3: <laughs> great image, but
4: and it's a really cute memory to have of somebody like I don't know, just a goofy and the,
2: and the- the way it's endearing to him. Yeah. You know, the way he talks about it in this endearing fashion. Yeah. You know, That's nice super recollection.
4: sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's, it's beautiful. Wayne, any any last comments before I get scores?
1: No, I got
0: Since I, we're gushing all over this one.
1: And I, I look at my score and I don't understand either. Because like I say, he once again <sighs> he creates this whole this whole image. Like the the image I get from when he says Davy says I look taller is I can just see his best man like fixing his bow tie at his wedding. Mm. And then he starts going through these, you know, her crashing into the garden, you know, him trying to hear her on the phone, why people are jumping into the pool. And I, so I, I love the story, but I'm going to say that I'm not listening to the song right now, but it must have not resonated somewhere there. But I love, I just love the way he writes. And I love how he, he lets you, make the story up. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, I know I did read the article where he, cause I had to know what a 45 percenter was. And uh, he had said, and I'd read an interview where he said, and you know, I was around the time of like Occupy Wall Street. And, and I, They're and I me. was never, I wasn't home even half the time. I was less than 50%. So I was a 45 percenter. And, and so I just love that he puts in, he, he, he's just an excellent songwriter and he writes these songs and he just puts this skeleton in and lets you, Make up your own fucking yeah. story.
4: Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
3: Your score, Wayne.
1: That's it's a six. I'm disgusted by myself. Yeah, I'm disgusted
0: <laughs> by that too. All right, this is my eleven. Jeff.
2: Uh, my thirteen. When we when you asked me to do the album, I knew right away what my son, favorite songs. Were. Yeah, okay. my thir-
4: it's mine too. My thirteen.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. Next song is humiliation, also known as Wayne's crappy. Score for that last song. <laughs> um
5: one day I lost the job and I cried a little, I got fried a little, and she laid her eyes on mine and she said, Baby, you better off. I got my rings around me, I got a baby to pound me. I see stars and go away, my baby cries. And So oh, I'm going to
0: need goodness. some lyrical interpretations on this. So what is what's Blue Velvet? I've heard of Red Velvet. Is it the yeah, movie? it's a movie
1: by, it's a cr- weird ass it's movie by Lynch Dennis movie? Hopper.
0: Oh, is it? That's the David, Lynch? That's David Lynch movie.
1: Yeah, David Lynch, uh, Dennis okay. Hopper plays an absolute freak. Colin McLaughlin's in it.
3: Yeah, mm. yeah.
0: I was proud is of myself, Jeff, because you mentioned Red Velvet Sprinkles Cupcakes on your podcast at one time, and yeah. There's a vending machine in the Vegas airport, and I, oh. I abstained from purchasing. I did too. I was just at the Vegas because I just I d- on I'm like Sunday, I don't, and I didn't do it either. You were there on so Sunday, good. yeah. You're kidding me, right? What time?
2: Oh, no. I, You know what? I was supposed to be there on Sunday. I flew back a day early because I, oh, okay. I missed my girl. Yeah. Um, so I came back. I did. I switched my flight on Saturday. I was there on Saturday. I was there on, fr- on Sunday. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Could have seen each I other. I literally, that's not, a, that's not a lie. I'm not making that up. I was after a week and a half in Atlanta and Chicago and Fort Wayne, and I got back to Chicago. And I was supposed to hang with friends. Uh, for a couple of days and my back was hurting me so bad. I'd had such a bad back problem and I was waking up with like these pains, but I also, I just wanted to be home. I just, I was ready. And I just needed to be home. So I,
0: I, I, I rebooked. I rebooked and came home on Saturday. I can totally attest to this. So, well, well, yeah, I won't overshare, but one of, one of the, th- one of the things that that made me want to like really date my wife was i went on a spring training trip with jeff this was like you were married what two years at that point less than that that was not and wasn't so i've been married we, less than a year. so we cut we cut the the spring training trip short by a day because we were at one game and you're like let's just go i'm ready to go see my wife like and i kind of felt a, a offended because you're like you don't want to spend time with me you'd rather spend time with your wife and uh driving home i was like you know that seems really cool i wish i had that
2: well it's yeah i've had and, that experience a number of times where yeah. i just I especially when I'm away and i'm traveling i travel a lot and uh i'm gone a lot and then i'm ready to be home i just i yeah that you know there's a comfort of of home and my people that you just don't get on the road mm-hmm. so we're totally not
0: even talking about the song right now. No, I know, um,
2: yeah. All right. I got baby to pound me, I think is what he says, which I, I'm like, what is that? Uh, I got I stars don't. to go weak, my baby cries and lays me down. There's
0: all sorts of lyrics
2: in
1: this, on one's this very, that I yeah. just don't know. Yeah, it's got yeah. a very dark side of California girls feel to it. It's very west coast.
4: Yeah.
0: Very west coast. This was
4: my lowest. I I don't I like it. I just uh it was not it's not as like Memorable for me for some reason.
0: Yeah,
4: I don't know. Wayne, this but. this
0: tracked higher for you.
1: Oh, I'm I'm so West Coast. You can hear the ghost <laughs> of Jim Morrison in here somewhere, uh, mm-hmm. but all the references to California. Okay, um, it just has a it has this dark just has a darker side to it. Even I can you.
0: see Lana Del Rey covering this song.
4: Oh, there's just cool. some cool
2: lyrics again, yeah. too, if you really dive into yeah. it. Um, you know, really just, uh, I don't know. There, there, there's Tunnel vision lights my way, lead a little life today. As the free fall advances, I'm the moron who dances. Uh, yeah. I was teething on roses. I was in That's guns noses. and noses. Yeah. Noses. <laughs> just what is like, that? I don't know, but I like it. It's so... <laughs> I like the. I really like the breakdown. The tunnel vision lights my way. Lead a little life today. Um, I just. It's. It's. It's a very something very cool and evocative about that too. It's only my five, but um, you know, I, I. I do really dig it.
4: I always thought he just like intentionally switched roses and noses to be funny. I think. so. I think he yeah. is absolutely trying to be funny. Like I say, yeah.
1: but I mean, once again, what? Well, there's an, an, a. There's lots of L.A. connotations. Guns and Roses. Yeah. Obviously, L.A. Right. L.A. Woman. Um, so there's you know venice is referenced so it just had a west coast feel but once again they also the drums are way up front and it gives it this primal rhythmic feel to it that like i say i do i do get a jim morrison uh kind of in kind of swagger in that in his lyrics i think that's vocals. a good call
2: actually i hear that a little bit Wayne.
1: i know i do same too mm-hmm.
0: yeah all right did i mention my score this is my four Wayne, your score
1: I gave it a ten. I, I you know what? I'm all over the place. This is my first experience, so <laughs> I, I feel like I'm I'm a rookie and I can I can make some mistakes.
0: Man, it's all good. Alright, next song is Pink Rabbits.
5: So fast Pink
0: I was giving, I was giving um, Jeff a hard time for his score earlier.
2: I absolutely adore this song. Um, okay. It started out probably about my nine, and then the more I listened to it, the more I just moved up. I, I Everything about it, uh, am I the one you think about when you're sitting in your yeah. fainting chair drinking pink rabbits, oh. is such a cool... It's one of the coolest lines... I've ever heard. Yeah. Do you guys know yeah. what a pink rabbit it's a, is? Yeah, it's well, a he made cocktail. it up. He oh. made it up.
0: Yeah. Tequila, oh, yeah, Nestle Quick, tequila quick Strawberry Milk, and, strawberry and Kahlua. Quick. That sounds just Tequila's awful. Tequila, Strawberry Quick, that and Kahlua. Too,
4: oh, my gosh. <laughs> Honestly, though, like, I'd try it.
2: Yeah. I would, too. 100%, <laughs> Lydia. I would try that, and then I would do mushrooms. Yes. Uh, how I would, that would be how I'd yeah. do it. Because um, yeah. I'd want to forget the Strawberry Nestle Quick. Oh, so I'd try to get it in an
1: edible. But I would say this went from my one because I thought Pink Rabbits, that's the stupidest fucking name for anything. And then listening to the song, it rose all the way up to my nine. Like it does have, there's a great nostalgia to it. That line about, you know, where he's thinking about these people and he's wondering if they're thinking about him and he knows that they're not like everybody moves on. But there's this, that, that great feeling of nostalgia in it. And the, and, but like I say, it all comes, it's just. Full circle even references uh, Morrissey in it because I thought I thought the first song on the record has kind of a Morrissey vibe where he'll say mm. a line and then he'll repeat a line okay. and that, that second line repeats always and then when he throws in the bona drag and yeah, bona drag is still on.
2: You didn't see me. I was falling apart. I was a white girl in a yeah. crowd of white yeah. girls in the
3: park. Yeah.
4: What yeah. a cool line. It is such a cool. He, do, he uh. repeats that one only. Like, yes. Yeah. It's so good. And the feel of the song is so, it's so awesome.
2: I was a television version of a person with broken a broken heart. heart. Yeah. Tell me you don't know exactly what he means yeah. by that.
0: It's so cool. I love it, this song. It just didn't track very high, and it's not. And it's not even because I don't drink, and so I'm like, you know,
1: <laughs> so being
4: being, all
0: being that guy where I'm like, no, I just think it's a gorgeous song. I had nothing to do with the
2: drinking for me on you this could one. Get, I just
4: you could just get a virgin pink rabbit and just get uh, <laughs> <laughs> strawberry. It's just strawberry. <laughs> <And> that's
0: quick.
2: <laughs> there is. I sent Ben a. I sent Ben a link to a video of them doing this live. That it didn't change my mind. So so oh, so cool. beautiful i'll have to check that it is out. such a uh and it's got there's some really nice subtle horn mm. there's um there's a little bit of trombone there's a uh a trumpet really quiet really subtle really beautiful see I'd li- i like so i liked that it.
0: version better because you know <sighs> the horns are in that but um at the end of the day i got to score the one that's on the record
2: yeah. and i didn't need the other one for that but it definitely helps it a lot uh the the lyrics are amazing, and the vibe of it is just so
0: cool. Wayne, Wayne's smiling because I bring up, yeah, this this track's higher because of life, and he's always giving me grief. So d-
1: He adds whatever songs he wants. <laughs> We're going to do the Belgian Xander version. <laughs> went number Did one. Did I learn well from you?
0: Yeah. I'm your grasshopper. Get off my lawn. Perfect. All right. <laughs> this is my two. Uh, what? Yeah, oh my god! N- now I'm feeling humiliation. <laughs> I was I was redeemed. joking when I sent you that
2: link. I sent you that link and said, "Watch this before you give this song a shitty score." I, I already I gave my you'd scores. A, I thought you'd have already had
0: it at nine or something. No, I Can't believe you're that that's low. that's wow. that's what you did or something. He knows oh you
1: gosh. so well.
0: I know, Wayne. Yeah, what what's your score?
1: Uh, it rose all the way to a nine.
0: Okay, Jeff. This is my twelve,
2: my second favorite.
0: All right, Lydia.
4: I'm at an eight.
0: And I feel bad because my two sure. is probably tank this out of the top five. Just so you know. I did the math. If I gave it a seven, it would have been in our top five. Two. Oh, I don't even know what song you're listening to with I that. It's such a gorgeous song, regardless of everything else. It's really just... You need to go listen I know, to it and I open, get, your dude, you I, open your heart. You need to open your heart you listen to it. I get it. Some Somebody <laughs> just texted me earlier today because they listened to my episode that I did on Playlist Wars of my top ten petty songs and he's like dude where's breakdown
3: right.
2: well i'll tell you this i'm this like i'm your, sorry
0: but i'm just
2: yeah, yeah this is your version of um you know not not putting uh in your eyes at the top of uh peter gabriel that somebody hurt <laughs> you on this song is what happened i don't know who it was but i put i put that at my top you did you did yeah. but uh Oh, Derek. Yeah. Derek did. Yeah, lie. the Derek care of you yeah. did not. And uh, sitting in your fain- I, 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 fainting I, I chair like drinking her, who,
1: virgin pink rabbits. <laughs> I think I think
2: you I think what happened, here's what I think happened. I think Ben had a night where he drank a lot of pink rabbits in his youthful days. I did it one time with Goldschlager, and uh, it hurt you and, and you, you got sick and now you can't think of this song the same way. That's the only way I can justify it in my head.
0: Well, I haven't been to therapy for a while, so right. we'll we'll dissect You're that. Can
1: unpack therapy.
0: that. All right. I gotta unpack that. Alright, next, next, actually, last song. Hard to find.
5: I can see the glowing lights. I can see them every night. Really not that far away. I could be there in a the day. I wonder I think you always if I tried,
0: be. we already mentioned Bony Vare earlier I Justin Vernon is not on this song, but this is the most Bony ver song on the album to me hmm that's that's how I feel. I think it's a superb album closer. I know your guys, as I'm looking at your guys' scores, and you're like, eh. Um, Yeah.
4: I mean, I I like the song. I just, again, there were others that I liked more. I didn't give... It wasn't low on my list, but... um, Well,
0: Wayne and Jeff did. Well, for me, I...
2: And I guess I understand that you like his album closer if you don't like Pink Rabbits. Cause when I'm done with Pink Rabbits, I always feel like the song is over or the yeah. album's over. It uh. always feels like the album is ending to me. Yeah. And then this comes up and I'm like, has it shifted over to another playlist? And then I go back and I'm like, no, oh, yeah, this is the end of that album. It, you know, same thing with the vinyl. I'm always surprised when it pops on. Um, it, it doesn't quite, again, it drops the baton from Pink Rabbits for me.
0: Okay. I, d- I dig it. But, um, I don't know. It's just one of those mood pieces. It's a vibe, hmm. and it's the yang. It's this. Is, this is hard to
2: find. So it's the yang to easy to find yin. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and then uh,
0: he he does the kiss off into the air. He he pulls that. So There's your Violent Femmes reference. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's your yeah. Violent Femmes reference. All right. Um. So this is my seven. Lydia, your score.
4: This is my five.
0: Wayne.
1: This is my least favorite. I think I was emotionally drained. I'm out of every other number and once again you I'm already huge, drank
0: your pink rabbits or something <laughs> uh, yeah. else I, to drink I just, I woke
1: nothing up to and, look forward I, to I, I woke up in the morning <laughs> still in my fainting chair uh, and,
4: and <laughs> Nesquik I, I'm huge, everywhere yeah, I'm a
1: huge fan of the drummer
4: <laughs> and uh, there's
2: very little that's an image we'll have in our heads forever now <laughs> Wayne just covered in Nesquik yeah,
4: all, all in his
1: fainting chair <laughs> <laughs> the that
4: go-tee. would certainly get stuck there Yeah.
0: yeah for sure and then, uh, Jeff, did you give your
4: score?
2: This is my one as well. It's okay. just such, it's too much of a come down from a song that I really love.
0: Okay.
3: Uh,
0: all right. Uh, this was actually not our lowest song. Um, cause of my seven, I think. So slipped ended up being lowest song with an average score of three. Mm. Um, all right. So I always ask after we do the track by track. So did we cover everything? Did we miss anything?
4: Feel like we've got
0: it. Yeah, I think we got it. All right, um, top five. I need my girl. It has to be top, right? Yeah. Still, uh, yeah. I need there? my girl. Average score: ten point seven five. Second. I should live in Salt. Nine point seven five. We've got uh, third. This is the last time. Nine point five. Graceless. Nine point two five. And rounding out the top. Actually, there's a tie for fifth. So demons and don't swallow the cap, um, tied for five at uh, an average score of nine. All right. That's a that's a solid top six though, right? Yeah. Solid. Yeah. I'd listen to that
4: for I'd sure. Minus over pink, over pink rabbits, but yeah, yeah, I would
2: do. <laughs> yeah. I don't let things go well, Lydia. That's the point. That's, this, is, and this is what Ben knew. He knew if he did this episode, and I saw it just pop up on his playlist, I'd be like, "You did the national without me." Yeah, and he didn't, that's the whole reason he 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 had me on. It had nothing to do with any of my contributions. He just didn't want to be browbeaten about the fact that I told you that. To that's
0: totally that's totally the truth. <laughs> <laughs> totally the truth. All right, let's wrap this up. Um, we always struggle to find ways to um, end. Um, or as in your lyrics of Lydia, Lydia of we've never been very good at goodbye. So let's <laughs> let's try and wrap this up. Last question. Um, I throw this out to all of our guests. Who do you know that I don't know that should come on the podcast to talk about one of their favorite records like we just did? Oh, um... we probably already had a ton of your.
4: Yeah, <laughs> I know. Do you, have you had Andrew Combs on?
0: We have not.
4: Oh, you should ask him.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, you okay if we um, name drop you?
4: Hell yeah. Okay. He's actually, Uh, he's just finished this painting from my living room. Of, okay. It's so beautiful. I've only seen pictures of it because it's drying right now, but it's a, a moon. He's an amazing, have you listened to his music before? Yes. He's an amazing art, like visual art painter as well. Um, I
0: didn't know that. Okay.
4: Yeah, incredible. But yeah, he would be awesome. He's really, he's a good guy.
0: What do you think he'll choose?
4: Oh, I don't know. I don't really know what he listens to that well. Like I, yeah. I feel like it would be a surprise.
0: We like surprises. But him and Jordan are are really
4: close too. Okay. Yeah. Well. Hit him up.
0: Jordan probably picked my second least favorite album that we've done on this podcast.
4: Wait, I and, think Wayne's,
0: I and Wayne's and Wayne's laughing at me. He picked a Rufus Wainwright. Record. Oh
4: yeah, he, he got me into Rufus Wainwright. I love, I love Rufus Wainwright.
0: I just didn't get into it.
4: That's I Wayne, tried. That's okay,
0: I tried. It's it, it was it was it was fine for some listens, but as far as like turning me into a fan, yeah, um, didn't didn't work. And yeah. Wayne, you already know what my least favorite. Album that we've done. What? Do it. Do I even say? Say it. No, I like poison. I like poison before Tom Waits. We did Swordfish <laughs> Trombones. Oh, poison. Uh, uh, yeah. I feel, I, I
1: and I, I felt bad because I on that. I actually got into you did to Tom hmm. Waits a little bit.
0: Yeah, More I just so finished Willie. Right,
1: I will say that.
0: Yeah, I just finished Willie Vlotton's latest novel. He was he was the guest who picked Tom Waits.
1: I would say invite him back, but I don't think he'll return. It.
0: Such a fantastic <laughs> author, um, but I did I did introduce him to Jason Earl, one of the, one of the Central Florida podcasters that I'm friends with, and so he just recorded with Willie. So I'm uh, looking forward to that, and I'm sure Jason's going to bring it up. He's like, you know, Ben sucks because he doesn't like Tom Waits. So, whatever. All right. Um, so, Lydia, tell tell our listeners where they can find all your happenings.
4: Um, you know, TikTok mostly. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm 30. I'm not on TikTok. Actually, I kind of am. But um, Instagram, Spotify, yeah. Uh, you got a
0: website?
4: I got a website. That's kind of a good hub to find all the other bits, but yeah lydialoose.com you can email me if you want whatever all right
0: all right jeff how about you where can they find you
2: at jeff makes jokes on uh, twitter and instagram and then the podcast is at wdif
0: pod and it's the who did it first podcast we're about 45 episodes in okay excellent Alright, as a reminder, you can find all of our old episodes, just go to recordsrevisitedpodcast.com. You can find uh, all of our happenings on the social medias, go find us on Facebook, just search for Records Revisited Podcast, or Twitter, at Podcast Records, Wayne Mans the Instagram page, I'm proud of you, you like posted three different times in the last two days, i was I'm really proud it was of you. was
1: low-hanging fruit, it was Bob Dylan's birthday, the anniversary of Diamond Dog's release, and then a new episode, so... i'm proud of you i I did pretty good
0: and then of course you can um also join our patreon you can get episodes a week early uh if you also contribute at the guest revisitor level you can join wayne and i for an episode talk about one of your favorite records we've already got a few of those guests lined up we're gonna talk some bruce i know we've got a couple bruce's from from that got a hootie Got a hoodie episode coming up because of the, the Guest Revisitors. So, so go to patreon.com slash podcast for that. So thanks for listening. Please go support the arts. Now that we're kind of getting back out there, make sure you go to a live show and support your favorites. Be sure to buy a t-shirt of the band. Buy a record. Visit a record store. Not just on Record Store Day. We are Records Revisited, and we are...
3: Out! out. Ha ha ha.